Well, for those of you NFL fans, happening Divisional Sunday, January 21st, we've got a less than packed edition of Loudmouth CFB. Um, but we're going to make the most of it. Got a lot of things to talk about. We've got um, a lot of news that, that kind of broke in the late part of the week that, you know, may, may get us on time anyway. So why don't we just go ahead and. Uh, Get started, and I believe we have something new tonight. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. Will you please, will the audience please refrain from throwing snowballs? Go Bulldogs! Yeah, Bulldogs! Not so fast, Midget! Not so fast! You guys are all part of the Taliban, man. I I mean, you're you're a part of Al-Qaeda. That is not what I thought. Is that not what you thought? Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. What's your reaction? You're watching the same game I am. We love Mike Leach. That, that almost brought a little bit of a tear to the eye. Uh, get had to one. keep him in there. I also like the Western field of that. <laughs> it's it's different. It is definitely it different. Is. It does. It does have a, a feel to it that uh, I don't know. It's it's yeah. it went into a cool. different direction than what I was expecting, but it, it yeah. was still a good one. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. As the greatly. kids would say. Banger, BJ. I was just hey, I, you know, we just want something that we're not going to get. At least BJ got something done this week. <laughs> <laughs> we just want something that we're not going to get tired of after you know like yeah. three months. So this should last us for a while. This should last us another another year. year yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens at that point. Um, what a uh, what an interesting time we're facing in college football right now. I don't mean to shift gears too quickly, um, no. but we I do because uh, minus my camera being shit for some reason today. Um, Ohio State is doing something that you can really only compare it to another team uh, throughout this transfer portal and offseason, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. It feels like Ohio State's doing it a little bit better. Dan Ole Miss has done it to this point. Yeah. And for obvious reasons, you got you get, you know, Caleb Downs. Uh, we talked about him on Wednesday. Just his crystal ball projections were Georgia. Now, I had heard traction in Ohio State. Didn't know what the, uh, what the legitimacy to those were, so I didn't want to throw that out there anywhere, um, you know, for sake of not having another Arch Manning situation. Um and so let that one kind of ride for a minute. And it turned out that, that Caleb Downs did, in fact, go to Ohio State at the surprise of, of many, I think, in terms of yeah. the 24 7 yeah. world. Now, the things that were not surprising was today, Julian Sayan has officially committed to Ohio State as well, the transfer quarterback who I think didn't he just. Didn't he just get there? Didn't he like literally just in December enroll? 
he just played this last high school season. Yeah. So yeah. he must have enrolled early. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban retires and hit the portal already. And that is – uh, I think that's a first. That may be. I may say. Um, that is definitely a first. But that, that definitely had to be a, a part oh, yeah. of it. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I have money. Um, but it's just it, – it's insane watching what Ohio State's doing compared to what Ole Miss is doing and seeing them doing it at a higher level. It shows a few things, okay? Now, I'm not coming at this from a Michigan fan's perspective, but I almost am to an extent. It shows the level of urgency that they have to win and start winning the rivalry again against Michigan. Uh, that, that I think, is for certain. Mm-hmm. You guys can tell me if you feel differently. No, it, um, it's definitely But I think this is a play for Ryan Day to show that he can get the job done. Remember, his only win so far against Michigan, uh, you know, you can call the COVID season a win if you want to. I don't care uh, since it wasn't played. His only win against Michigan was his first year when he still had all of the guys that Urban Meyer brought in. Yeah. This is the first opportunity, truly, for him to do something with his own guys and his own talent roster. The amount of guys coming back, we already knew this team was going to be something special, I think, going forward. The amount of guys they're bringing in to fill the gaps that they needed, uh, and some even not gaps, just to to be a part of the roster. I mean, they didn't need another running back, but they went and got mm-hmm. Quinshawn Jenkins anyways. They didn't really need another safety. But Caleb well, Johnson, why, not? Bad. why would you not add him? Yeah. Julian saying uh, to go into the mix for the future. I don't think he plays next year. I think it's Will Howard's job. Mm-hmm. But Julian saying to battle Aaron Nolan, let's not forget Aaron Nolan was coming in, is coming in. Yeah. And Aaron Nolan said, hey, look, I'm staying too. So – you know, we're going to battle it out and make the best guy win. And then somebody's probably going to transfer. That's how that works. That's probably how that's going to go. Yeah. It just feels like this is a, you can sense the desperation, but I think that this is a team that is more than talented with what they're bringing in right now. And on top of what they already have, let's not forget yeah. what they had wasn't capable of beating Michigan. Yeah. I mean, Realistically, you could argue that their their reason for losing was because they couldn't get the momentum with the crowd behind them. This coming season, they're, they're yeah, home. home. Mm-hmm. Play Oregon. They, they're going to play Penn State. But that's pretty much it this coming season. It, it's not as tough of a schedule as some may expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really intriguing to me to watch how this all comes together throughout the course of this this summer cycle, spring practices, and and what they really put into it because this has true potential. I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, my way too early national championship prediction is Ohio State. After Alabama lost Nick Saban and has lost a lot of transfer players, I'm going to take Ohio State as as my way too early national championship pick. That's a very solid pick. But, like, you know, call it cheating, if you will. But, I mean, hey, look, the signs are out there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, did that, we did that before even the saving news as well. So, well, we did. That's so, that's what I'm factor. saying. Like, like, you know, hindsight's 2020. But I, I truly mm-hmm. believe that 
that this team is the national championship favorite going forward from yeah. this moment, from, from the last few days. Let's not forget that Ryan Day's brought in Bill O'Brien. And, you know, there's an understanding that a lot of people are making fun of this this hire. I laughed at it for the sake of, of laughing uh, because, you know, this guy did lead the 32nd-ranked NFL offense this year. That was the worst offense in the NFL. I don't know mm-hmm. if a lot of people realize that. Somehow was worse than Carolina. And yet still he's so highly sought after. The only thing. I will say about Bill O'Brien because, I mean, we can go through all of his stats and everything he's been able to do. He wasn't as good as Sark at Alabama, but he was still really good at Alabama. Yeah. He, yeah. he was only at Penn State for two yeah, two years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. At mo- I think, it, yeah, 2012 and 2013 seasons. And then he left. Bill, Bill O'Brien didn't have enough time, but he did solid. I mean, yeah, Penn State them- didn't really – He's not the one that put them back on the map, but he's the one that definitely set the foundation for what James Franklin eventually brought them to. That's what I was just about to say. He he was instrumental in helping them get back from all the after the. Oh Sandusky. yeah, he was yeah. definitely he was definitely helpful. It led to him getting a job with the Texans. Mm-hmm. He didn't do bad with the Texans either. No, until it he traded just, away DeAndre Hopkins for. Well, it, 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 it wasn't, wasn't until he took until he tried to do GM. the GM yeah. role. Yeah. Once he did that, it, it failed. In all of this, I will say, let's not forget he was also with the the, Pan- the Patriots at their most successful time, 2007 to 2011. You know, remember mm-hmm. the, those two times that my Giants won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, all, he, he's not a bad He never coach. has won a Super Bowl or a national championship anywhere no. he's been. I don't know if it's a Bill O'Brien curse. Um it, it, if they don't the win this year, curse. or if they're not at least able to get to the semifinals, and you know, I would say a national championship is probably a failure the way they're building right now. Yeah, uh, anything less. This is a very loaded roster. It already was with everybody coming back and everybody who wanted one more chance. Now it's now it's extremely loaded. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to look like, but. I think that anything less than a national championship would be considered a failure from yeah. a lot of people outside looking in and looking at it myself. I think that I don't want to speak for our, our Ohio state guy, Colin, but I think that even his mentality is probably that going right now, because this team is loading up big time. I, I I've never seen anything like this in, in any sport where the amount of guys that they're bringing in that are going to be immediate impact players. I mean, I, you and I have been on the same wavelength at times here early on in this offseason in terms of what we're expecting. I mean, I had the unfortunate draw of going after you the other night when we were talking about our way too early preseason national champion picks for, for next year. But I was also thinking Alabama, then Saban retires and – I mean, you you see what Ole Miss is doing. You see what Ohio State's doing. You know, Georgia's always going to be hanging around. And Texas and is doing a lot Texas, too. I mean, the, Texas, the biggest yeah. thing with Texas, you know, they get a little butt hurt about horns down, um, a little too butt hurt, you know. But um, yeah. not only they're, that with Texas, team. but they're actually doing really good things. They're developing players. They're keeping their own yes. talent in. 
but they're bringing in guys to fill needs. I mean, they brought in a handful from uh, Alabama themselves. The biggest problem that they had coming in the last couple of years before Sark got there was they were getting all the great skill position players. They had really good players. They did not fortify the trenches. They were not solid up front on both the offensive and the defensive lines. They're finally good, and they're finally built up enough on both sides of the ball on that in the front seven on defense and the offensive line offensively, obviously, that you saw what they were able to do. You saw they were able to be a playoff team. You saw they could go toe-to-toe with you know the best teams in the country and, and, and beat some of the best teams in the country as well. I think they're more suited – then Oklahoma at this point out of the two that are joining the SEC next year to have success and the schedule definitely favors them in terms of what we're, you know, uh, our way too early predictions. I'm not going to predict it because it is, of course, you know, you've got to get past the Ted Cruz curse and that seems to always come into <laughs> habit for, for Texas when they, when they get to a big time game, but it's certainly possible. I, I think wild it's card possible. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. Or divisional hey, game. Yeah. What's up? Congratulations on having a quarterback in the NFL playoffs. The starting quarterback. Oh yeah. Uh, very, very. Did he did? He's done pretty well so far too. Is he your first? Um, yes. I mean, he's got to be one of the first like legitimate starters, even. But that that comes to mind. Yes, I'll need to double check quarterback history. Chucky Keaton didn't uh, do anything beyond yeah, Utah no. State, so. It's kind of my next. He he's a um, bum, Cam. He shouldn't have thrown that ball that last pass last night. I just want to do well. <laughs> well, that wasn't well. I'm not a Packers fan, so I don't care. Well, like, yeah, in result, but I want him to do good. Yeah, they're pretty upset with the Packers, given your team's history with them, huh? I'm just known. Not you. I was talking to Cam. Oh, I don't okay. care about you. I'm fine with you. I know you don't. I don't care about Thanks. your fucking team. You guys could fuck right off. Along with the Eagles and the Commanders. Hey, you're the only mm-hmm. NFC East team that finished the season with wins, so there you go. That's true. We've beaten, the, we did. we've beaten the Packers enough in recent history that I'm okay with it. Yeah, I just saw this morning they were talking about like the 2016 uh, divisional game, like one of the all-time classics. Mm-hmm. What was the one that led to like the Packers Steelers? Was it the championship game, NFC championship game? With no, the that was a wild Cardinals? card game, if I'm not mistaken. That was wild card, and that was. But like you guys did play because that was Aaron Rodgers and against. I can't remember who the quarterback was at that time. Might have been Carson Palmer. No, no, that no, was it. Been Warner Palmer. was it. That Kurt Warner. Was, that was Warner. Yeah. yeah. Was. Yeah, that that was like 2010. <laughs> Or something like that. Like that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, something came in the mail from Palmer. The didn't get there until 2012, if yeah. memory serves correct. Because I know he was the quarterback for that 2015 so, game, the divisional against the, the Packers, that they then went on to lose yeah, to Carolina in the NFC Championship classic. game. We don't talk about the championship game, but that, oh, no, oh, that was the game you guys. That was a game you guys. You won that one, uh, 40, 51, 45. That was twenty. That was oh nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was oh nine. Yeah, where the fuck's the? That was the NFC that, championship, right? That, no, that was the wild card round. They they. No, I'm talking about the game they played in. Uh, 
maybe, I guess. I don't know. They played in the wild card in the 51-45 game, and then the the next time was the uh, the game in the divisional that they they won yeah. and, and went on to air, uh, that Carolina. Aaron Rodgers hits the Hail Mary as game expires. Yeah, he hit, he hit like it, two, fourth and 20, yeah. and then the, no, the one on yeah. – Send it sends overtime. it into overtime and then for whatever Larry reason Fitzgerald they, show. they left Larry Fitzgerald one of the greatest wide receivers in football history um mm. wide ass open I guess you guys never played for the no it wasn't an ever, ever an NFC championship no well honestly I don't know At I just remember seeing like highlights from that game no y'all y'all beat the games. y'all beat the Packers in the NFC championship game though yeah, I know that. I don't worry. In I overtime. I remember very, very well. That was the 2011, uh, yeah, 2011, 2012 season, I think. I thought I thought it was 07 because y'all, I was y'all went through Tampa Park, yeah. to Dallas to Green Bay and New England. The 2011, I don't remember who y'all went through. I, I, know, I think San Francisco was in there somewhere. Hang on. I don't remember the 07 season. So, uh, yeah. other than I my, remember this, the Super Bowl is the only thing I truly remember just because I was, I was way younger. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was gonna say. Hey, I'm trying to find what I'm looking for here. Even. Okay. Yeah, but the last time we played the Packers in the playoffs was an all-time classic. Even if I don't want to play a playoff game, yes, Jim. And we want to One specific thing. For some reason, I cannot. Okay, yeah, it was 2011 season. It went into 2012. Yeah, and that year, uh, the uh, Giants went through Atlanta in the wild card. Y'all beat Green Bay in the division. It was San Francisco in the, in the NFC yeah. Championship. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And overtime, even. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, because we played Green Bay in the division. We played Green Bay in mm-hmm. both of them, which is what I. I forgot about the yeah. division that year. What a fun, what a fun time that was. And this is a team that was. <laughs> They had a four-game losing streak at one point that season, too. They lost the Giants lost to the, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Packers. So we got back two of those losses Yeah, throughout the season. And then uh, the Washington Redacteds, uh, they don't have any logo on there. It's just it's, it's empty. Same with St. Louis, actually, but that's because they don't technically exist. And we had beat New England in the uh, preseason and the regular season and the Super Bowl <laughs> to win the uh, to win. 
So that was the same playoffs with uh, Tebow to uh, Demarius yeah. Thomas. Yeah. In the wild yep. card. Yes. That was a fun yeah. playoff. Y'all be Atlanta twenty-four to two. Yeah, I remember that game pretty well. I had forgotten that was the score. I didn't. I yeah. don't think I even watched that game. It was awful. Yeah. All right. I want to move on very quickly. Uh, Demond Williams is officially going to Washington. Uh, that was one that was officially made, named. Austin Mack leaving. He's following Kalen DeBoer from Washington, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Some expected changes and expected moves, but guys that are are big moves nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the portal. I want to talk about head coaching changes real quick. Uh, not that it needs to be a huge conversation, but Buffalo has tabbed South Carolina's special teams coordinator, Pete Limbo, as their new head coach. Hmm. That'll be an interesting uh, move. He, he's spent time in the MAC before. He was actually a head coach at Ball State prior to coming over to South Carolina. So I'm 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 excited for him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table up there in New York. Then we also have news that uh, the Falcons have booked a second interview for Jim Harbaugh. So rather than the Chargers, the Falcons look to be that kind of team that's taking the lead here. But uh, I say once again, Ward Manuel, figure it out, dude. Please don't fucking do the same thing you already did to our basketball program. Lastly, well, also, Caden Proctor went to Iowa, by the way. Just a yes. transfer portal thing. Yeah. Uh, that was mm-hmm. official. But San Jose State's head – we mentioned his um, – Oh, yeah, his crystal ball. Yeah, yeah yes, that's right. Back on Wednesday. But we haven't yeah. talked about today, and, and he uh, – officially transferred uh, either Friday or Saturday. Lastly, San Jose State, their coaching search looks to kind of be narrowing down to one of my favorite coaches of all time, at least in my lifetime, Ken Niamatololo. Ooh. At San Jose State could be That would be good. That would be an interesting transition. And he wouldn't have to worry about the requirements that mm-hmm. were dictated to him while he was in Navy. He had, you know, he he won't be able to get the the guys that Alabama and, and Washington would be, you know, getting. But this is able- also this would also should it come through. Obviously, we need that confirmation. But should this go through, this would be go Army. This would be. A chance for him to show what he can is capable of as a head coach of a program that is not triple option oriented. He doesn't yeah. have to do the triple option thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what worked. We don't know that that's what he's going to do if he goes over and and becomes mm-hmm. the next head coach at San Jose State. Yeah, they they could come fair. out and and he could ha- he could have a whole different philosophy because he doesn't need to worry about weight requirements and things like yeah. that. This is that opportunity. A lot of guys get stuck in that spot of only being known for one thing. I think he can make a take a chance and do something different. Now, if he doesn't and he wants to stay in that triple option mindset or, or run it the way that Navy's kind of running it now, the way the Army's kind of transitioning mm-hmm. into a spread option. And it worked for Paul yeah. Johnson at Georgia Tech, so it doesn't it necessarily did. mean It that did, but it doesn't mean it's always going to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times – the bigger problem is going to be that speed out on the West Coast. A lot of these teams are a lot faster um, now even than they were when Paul Johnson. That's why Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech really fell off at the end of his time 
you know, they were they were a bowl eligible team, but they were not near the ACC contenders that they were in the early 2000s. And it's because a lot of guys have sped up. The game has sped up. Yeah. It's going to be tough to make that work, I think. So I think the op- the only option is to make the change. And you can do it from like a spread out look, however you need, however you want to. Mm-hmm. But you still got to continue to keep the ability to throw the football. I think that's a big thing yeah. that they are going to uh, take going forward. Look at what what uh, like Coastal and, and Liberty and, and schools like that, the, the, like yeah. the spread option almost. Well, just Liberty. Uh, Coastal yeah. totally changed their thing with Tim Beck this well, year. I just I meant what they had found success with under Chadwell while he was there before right. he moved to Liberty. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could work that way, but I, I think they'll – They'll have their own way of doing things over there. Yeah, it's yeah. going to well, be interesting. Should that be the case? Again, remember, we're not reporting that as as no. happening or fact. This is rumors still. But this is this yeah. is kind of the uh, the direction I think gauging from multiple um, articles and um, things I've read throughout the course of today that it looks as though that that is their number one candidate, and I think that would be a great one if they can make that work. Yeah, With that being sure. said, um, I, that is everything I've got right now uh, for you guys from the world of transfer portal and coaching carousel. There's not a whole lot of other news going on right now that's it's noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So with that said, why do we not go ahead and get ourselves into the grades. I need to make the uh, the Big Ten sheet here. Do, 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 do. Yeah. But this shouldn't take too long, I hope. No. Hopefully not. Yeah. I already know there's going to be some pretty good grades in here, I would imagine. I would say, likely. Probably. Most likely. There's going to be some good ones. There will be some bad ones too. No. There'll be some bad ones. Allegedly. Ones. Yeah. Do you have the order or do you need us to help you with that? I'm good. This is one that he knows like the back of his hand. Hey, where'd that freckle come from? What he was making a joke? He said, "You know it as well as the back of your hand." And then it's like, "Hey, where'd that freckle come from?" Okay. <laughs> All right, that was easy. Right. I believe three, six, nine. 14. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it all starts with Illinois. They went five and seven, three and six in the conference. And this is a team that a lot of people thought that, you know, you kind of looked at the way they were able to 
kind of get things going in the right direction with Brent Bielema last year. Brett Bielema, sorry, sorry. Um, Bert. I I said Brent, not oh. but it's Brett. No, Brett, no not Bert, um, not Brent. Yeah, he they go five and seven this year. It was kind of a, a rough turnaround, if I'm being honest. I think that this could have and should have had the potential. They brought in transfer quarterback Luke Altmyer. You you think that a lot of things didn't really change for them, and especially defensively. And it just seemed that the offense never got clicking for them this year. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I'm I'm giving them a C minus. Uh, actually, I'll go D plus. It just. It feels like they should have done a lot better than this this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at that starting off with week one, they nearly lose to Toledo, and it didn't get too much better for them when they got into conference play. This was a team that was kind of expected to keep going from the momentum they had built up uh, in the 2022 season, and it felt like a big-time step back. So I'm, I'm going to say just flat flat out a D, not a D-plus or a D-minus. For Illinois. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a D as well. Just kind of underwhelming, like compared to what you were expecting them to do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we move on to Indiana. They went three and nine, one and eight. Fired Tom Allen. Things didn't really go well. The best part of their season transferred to Cincinnati in, in the portal early uh, with Brandon Soresby. They do bring in. Oh man, Kurt Signetti from James Madison brought yeah. in some, some players already in the portal that should give them a little bit of a boost next year. Yeah, fortunately, none of that matters. It's all about their season, and the season was uh, what we expected. I, I'm yes. still going to go with I'm going to go with a D minus. So I just kind of. Less a lot to be desired, but it wasn't quite a failure because they're in the toughest. Arguably, the toughest division uh, in college football this just for this season alone. Yeah, and um, it's hard to hard to take too much away for that. Yeah, it's it's a disappointment, but it was not unexpected. This is another team that we pretty much nailed the you know had the nailed on in terms of what we expected from them and what they were able to to do. So it's it's another flat, just a flat out D. For me, I'm gonna go with a D minus as well. Like just like even with this being expected and everything, like it's still a failure of a year, and so it's a D minus. Their record was three and nine, one and eight. I had three and nine, one and eight. Yeah, same here. Yeah, um, I almost nailed it. I just flipped Purdue and Wisconsin. That was that was my miss too, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So either way, all right, we move on. Iowa. This is a team that went. Let's see here. Ten and four. I know. I know. I'm just. Okay. I'm just getting back to my page. Uh, they went. They went ten and four, seven and two in conference. Made the Big Ten championship game. Lost it. I don't want to say embarrassingly. They got shut out. They got shut out in their bowl game, too, which is a little bit of a struggle there. Bowl game, thankfully, doesn't really matter too much in this grade. Yeah. Overall, while they had one of the best defenses in the conference, it, their their offense was lackluster again. And they faced a lot of injuries, things like that. 
with all their failures and then just the way they were able to get to the, the conference championship was just kind of by outlasting everybody else around them. I'm going to go with a B minus. I think this season could have been much better than, than, than what it was simply with some guys staying healthy and a little bit, a little bit more to give offensively, honestly. They had 216 points that they scored in the regular season. Yes. And they didn't score anything. That's all season. Know. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I know that's yeah, all right. season. <laughs> I was going to say, it's all season, but yeah, just the regular season but too. Just the regular season. I mean, that was second worst in the Big Ten. Yet this team found a way inexplicably they got outscored. to win 10 games. They got outscored 61 to nothing in their final two games. Yeah, 61 nothing, and then you throw in the Penn State game that they had as well. 92 uh, to nothing. Yeah, 92 to nothing in three of their four losses. The only other one that they lost that they – uh, you know, where they put a point. You get shut out three Minnesota. times, but you go ten and four. That's unbelievable. Yeah, honestly. I think yeah. I, we had a stat earlier this year that's like this was the first time that a team had won ten or more games in a season and been shut out twice or more in the same season since like the the early days of college football. It just does not happen. Like this was mm-hmm. this was a year that absolutely Brian Ferentz deserved to lose his job, and I I don't like saying that because. It makes me seem like a bad guy, but you just can't you can't tell me otherwise. This was not a great offensive year, yet despite all of that, they found a way to win 10 games, largely because of their defense. So in terms of what they were hoping for, and you know, maybe if they stop playing after the regular season, it could be a better grade, but I'm gonna say B plus because it's a largely what I expected, but even still, it was disappointing yeah. because they just their offense was just abysmal. Yeah, and that's why um, I'm going with a B minus as well. Like just even with it being what you expect out of Iowa, an inept offense with one of the all-time defenses, like once again, like it's. Until we see it change, it's just going to be the same thing. Just IWA. IWA. No, no O no to be found. No. Nope. Yeah. I IWAD. How about IWAD? Because there's no O. Yeah. All right. Maryland. They went eight and five. Got a bowl win. They were seven and five in the regular season. I'm going to give them a C plus. I mean, they really did meet expectations. This was a team that had a lot of experience and and was in the hunt to upset a handful of teams, including the national champions this season. They were in the running to beat Ohio State in Columbus in an early portion of the season. Things fell off. They got a little. They went a little cold, to be honest. But still, I think it was. I think it was. It met expectations, and they didn't really didn't really fail anybody. They just really we're we're not the better team in some of these games. Yeah. C plus. If that wasn't yeah. portrayed already. Yeah, it's a it's a C plus for me as well. Yeah, it's a C plus as well. All right, well couldn't have said it better myself. The moment I, I wish I could give, I, I wish I could give two two pluses out on this one. This is an A plus. One of the few that we're gonna have given out at the end of the season. But Michigan, fifteen and zero. Six of those wins by interim head coaches due to suspensions. Take the sign ceiling thing out of it. Really, after 
I would say after the Michigan State game, they came out the week of the Michigan State game, but you know everybody was all in, eyes in on them going forward from that moment. And I think that – I think this lit a fire in this this program, this team. They were already pissed off going into the season because Jim Harbaugh was suspended earlier for something that was much less problematic. And they came out and they, they met every bit of adversity this season – with something there was always an answer there was always an answer when they fell behind there was always an answer when this team found themselves in in precarious situations on and off the field it never phased anybody on this roster that amidst everything else i mean this team if there's only one team or if no teams you thought deserved it, this is the one that did because of everything they fought through to get to where they did. They won the national championship. They won three games against top five teams in the final five games of the season. Ohio State, Alabama, and, of course, Washington. There's no denying what this team did when it when it comes to the end of the day because – you can look at those first six games if you really want to prior to the Michigan State game and everything that came out at that point. But did any of those teams really have anything for Michigan otherwise? Even if this is even true, remember, investigation is still ongoing. We don't we don't know exactly what the extent of all this was. It's an A plus, without question for me. I I don't know how else to put it. There were three teams, Tyler, that, at least for me, I'm pretty sure, I only voted at any point this whole entire season number one in the Loudmouth poll. Two of them faced off for the national championship in Michigan and Washington. The other was Georgia, who was the two-time defending national champion, and outside of a three-point loss in the SEC championship game, a lot of people said they might have won it if they'd been in the playoff themselves. I think that's pretty clear that – that we know ball. Uh, and it, it just shows you that those teams were even. We know ball early, for a lot of reasons. That is true. Don't forget we got, you know, four, four time in a row defending, now. Yeah, four-time <laughs> defending uh, pick em champs in here. I did too yeah. Yeah. last year. And Cam, our good buddy Cam, won yeah. this year. He just barely squeaked it out. Uh, this year was a yeah. lot of parity in there. But. Yeah. Um, but we still had two guys over the top. I mean, I was the lowest out of everybody. And that was because I had a shitty start. <laughs> I came on yeah. strong at the end. It was just like too little, too late, really. I And there was no way because Cam and I had a similar bowl season to what I had last year. Like nobody was topping what I did last year bowl season yeah. wise because I think I went like 35 and four. Yeah. But Which is crazy. <laughs> that was unbelievable. I couldn't couldn't believe where that ended. But Cam you went, ended up in crazy. like the top fifty in the country, yeah, or in the top hundred or something like that. It was it was a crazy. This is the there. one year that my aggressive uh, upset picks is going to pay off. Yeah, because oh, I yeah. had a couple of those big ones hit. You start off with with Texas State over Baylor, and that set the tone early. <laughs> it did. It really did. Jeez. Anyways, um, anyway, all got? that to say that yeah, this is an A plus season. Eight, Anytime you're a national champion, you're one of what five or six teams all time to finish 15 and 0, and and just three or four that we've seen in the the playoff era. I think maybe yeah. three, um, yeah, three or four, or something like that. I can't remember for sure. But will we see 16 and 0 next year? I don't think it's. 
Well, it is possible. It is possible. But 16 and 17 is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the way that college football is going, I this may be the last time we see an undefeated team win a national championship in quite a I think it's going to become a lot more rare. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And that's that's I think that's awesome for the sport. I mean, look at yeah. how, you know, it, it's been 50 plus years in the NFL without an undefeated season. And, you know, I mean, hopefully, every, you know, that bit watered down product notwithstanding, this this is just giving more opportunities for teams to, to be able to fight for the, the championship. But I, Michigan absolutely was one of the best teams in the country all year long. They went out there, rightfully proved that they deserved it, and and they belonged, and they won it all. It's an A plus. Yeah, it's got to be an A plus anytime you're a national champion. Like, simply put, yeah, especially an undefeated champion. Yeah. Yeah. So, just funny story. Um, I was sitting here earlier today watching the Lions game, Mm -hmm. and girlfriend was here. She's like, so, uh. Who do you not want to see win? And I was like, well, they're already out. <laughs> Cowboys and Eagles, they're gone. I don't have to worry about it. who I don't want to see win. I was like, I, I like everybody for the most part who's in. Like, maybe the Chiefs, and if anybody. Not because I don't like the Chiefs, but because... They've won two here recently. Yeah, like, I, I really would like to see Bills-Lions. That's kind of my, like, dream matchup if I could get it. Mm-hmm. I don't care though. Like I'm a, jo- I like Josh Allen. I, 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 I always like to say that I was the first guy to really find Josh Allen, uh, because of a dynasty I did with Wyoming back in like 2016, oh, wow. and and Josh Allen wasn't quite like wasn't even the starter at Wyoming yet. Um, and, but yeah, he he became like one of my favorite players even then. So I watched him at Wyoming. Isolate the, 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 the fix is in. It's going to be San Francisco, Baltimore. Just don't worry about it. Don't have to watch. Yeah, I'm next fine week. with that too. I don't really. I, I really do not care who it is. I, I I can enjoy it. Anyways, moving on. Michigan State. Uh, Mel Tucker. Situation aside, this was not a really good program uh or season everything's kind of falling apart i i I would like to say jonathan smith can fix it i think he's definitely capable but can he and will can can he and will he are two different things Mm -hmm. again future uh this is a team that was outscored 340 to 191 over the course of the season their offense was terrible they couldn't get anything going Mm-hmm. I would assume Aiden Childs is going to be their starter next year, just based off of what I've seen so far and who's going to be there. They are going to need some help. Yeah. Um, either way, the 2023 four and eight, two and seven conference season is going to get an F for me. I can't give them anything better. I, I think this was, this just collapsed. Very hard, very fast for Michigan State. Yeah, and this is not too far off from what I was at least expecting. I, yeah. I was, I was kind of where, right where, you know, where they ended up finishing. But I had them at four and eight, two and seven, and as a matter of fact, that's what they finished: four and eight, two and seven. Well, not only that, did you have the right, like twelve games, accurately predicted? I was one off. Oh, they lost at Rutgers. 
and beat Nebraska, and I picked them to beat Rutgers and lose to Nebraska. Yeah. That was my one miss. All that was standing, if it wasn't for 4-8, 2-7, and, and seven, the season would still be an F because how in the hell are you going to put a picture of Adolf Hitler on your Jumbotron in any context? It's it's an F. It, for the football <laughs> field, what that happened out there, as well as for whatever the hell that was, Mel Tucker situation, all of that, just, just flush it down the toilet, try to start anew and, and give yourself – at least four to seven years with with Jonathan Smith to to get this righted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I in the midst of all the shit that took place on field for Michigan State. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about that moment in time, PJ. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Of course. But either way, it's an absolute f. Like it, it's gotta be an F for the season. Complete failure. All right. Minnesota, they went five and seven. Got the bull bid. I don't know how, but they got the bull bid. The <laughs> the APR came in. The APR yeah. financing. Yeah, I am gonna say I'm gonna say C minus. I, I I don't know. I didn't expect anything too different here, I guess. I had I had six and six. I would assume I probably missed. I think they lost to North Carolina. That was my miss, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm sure they missed something else in there. Yeah, but. I had I had seven and five. I had them losing to North Carolina and to Iowa, and they actually ended up beating Iowa while they. Um, yeah, I missed that then. But anyways, nonetheless. Uh, all that was standing. I mean, it wasn't too far off of what I was expecting, but still finishing five and seven, somehow getting a bowl win uh, as a result of that. I don't think it should, you know, factor in because you still finish below 500, even with the, yeah. the bowl win. It's, it's a, it's another step back. I feel like, and it really does beg the question of how long and how hot is PJ flex seat at Minnesota? How long does he have remaining? If he doesn't get, Things finally figured out. The 2019 season feels further and further I want you away. Guys to, I want you guys to see something. Okay, so it's, it's a C minus for me as well. You sleeping? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's passed she just, out, dude. She passed out. It's a C minus. She's had a busy day, dude. She's been playing with her dog. Oh. So. Such a cutie. C minus. Yeah, it, it, I go with a C minus as well. Like, more or less, kind of where you expect Minnesota to wind up. Sorry, I got to take a picture of this. But yeah. That's fine. C minus. Now, that should be the new background for. Loud <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you guys are gonna see playing ever going forward. Oh, and out's that later. Anyways, um Nebraska. Oh fuck. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B minus. I know they went five and seven, but it's year one under Matt Rule. I mean, I thought this was gonna be a dumpster fire, and it really looked like it was about to be when we saw 
uh, Jeff Sims started. go out there and yeah. shit, shit his pants repeatedly for about three weeks. And then they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we need somebody else. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give them a B minus. I, they've, they found ways to do things and found ways to win games and, and get themselves in a good spot. I I would like to see what they do with a, a legitimate quarterback in 2024, Dylan Raiola. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm going to go with a C plus, but because it wasn't too far off of what I was expecting, but how they started the season versus how they finished. No. RG's right. They were a quarterback away from being, especially in the Big Ten West, how much of a dumpster. I was high on was him. I was high yeah. on him. I mean, I had I they they brought Jeff Sims in, and I was like, okay. He, he did solid at Georgia Tech. It just didn't work out for him at Nebraska. If it would have, yeah. I think we would legitimately be talking about Nebraska going eight and four, eight and five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's where we're at. I had them at eight and four. I, and I think that that was a, a legitimate, true possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, 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 a C, it's a C plus. Yeah, I go with a C plus. Like it, yeah. Kind of where you expected them to finish up first year with a coach, and hundred uh, percent correct. A quarterback away from what from a much better season. Yeah. Casey Thompson yeah. now at Oklahoma. He's been on both sides of the. Texas Oklahoma rivalry after he got injured last year. So let's count this, okay? Texas, Texas, Nebraska, Nebraska, Florida A and M, Florida Atlantic, not A and M. (laughs) Could have been. Um, He'd had a little more success at Florida A and (laughs) M. And then, (laughs) man. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Northwestern. Oh, gotta look through these, but hang on. Gotta love this one. Eight and five. Okay, preseason. We did this prior to the Pat Fitzgerald stuff, prior mm-hmm. to that firing. I had them at five and seven. I had them winning games that I I really thought they were just the better team in. I had them beating Rutgers. I had them beating UTEP, Minnesota, Howard, Purdue. That was it. This team went eight and five, okay? Eight and five with a head coach who was interim at the time. Um, just a program that felt like it was about to really just spiral out of control, if I'm being honest. I, I did not see this going any direction that was good at all. Um, so in saying all of that, I've only given out a very few of these. I've given out very few. I think I've, I've counted that I've given out four of them. They're going to be my fifth and final A-plus for David Braun and this Northwestern team. This was the – this was just truly unexpected. No, nobody thought this team was going to do this. Everybody thought they would do, go 1-11 again, really, after Pat Fitzgerald got fired. Thought this was going to turn into a complete a, – a complete screw-up on multiple fronts. And it actually turned out maybe being the best thing for this program. This is an A plus, and it's it's certainly something I'm excited to follow going forward because I'm excited for David Braun to now be the full time head coach and being able to move forward as the leader of this program. 
I had even before the the stuff with Pat Fitzgerald came out, I was just I was trying to struggle. I was struggling to figure out where they were going to find success, even in the Big Ten West, and how brutal that tough of that end of the year seemed like it was going to be. That schedule, yeah. I had them at two and ten. They overperformed my preseason expectations by five wins. It's absolutely an A plus turnaround for what they could have done this year and all the all the things that happened preseason to where they ended up. I, I think if it weren't for Michigan, David Braun and Northwestern would have been the most talked about team in the Big Ten this year because of what he was able to do and and him. Yeah, obviously he was the the coach of the year in the know. conference. Yeah, in but... the Big Ten probably, but yeah, not any further than probably the conference. Northwestern doesn't get the recognition no. they should, even when they're doing good. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with an A as well. As well, I said a plus. nobody went with an A here. Oh, A, but either way, that. A level grade, like it's totally deserving with everything that they did. Uh-huh. Ohio State, yeah, they did beat Utah, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, it just in added a, on another, to it. in a defensive game that you thought would favor Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ohio State predicted them at eleven and one preseason. They went eleven and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably the easiest prediction of all time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them an A minus. I almost want to go with a B plus because I know that their goals are different. But this is based on how they did this season, and and they get an A minus. They were they're really solid, and you know the improvements were there. The improvements mm-hmm. truly were there, where they needed to be uh, this season. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Uh, Come on. Maybe bring it in closer and see if that does anything. Loudmouthing cameras. Name yeah, of right. our iconic Come on, man. Fix it. Fix yourself, you fuck. There, there we go. go. Yeah, I just get my hand too close. Anyways, um, as I was saying, A minus. Their defense was phenomenal all year long. You would have liked to have seen a little bit more from their offense because it did have some issues. It struggled at times. Kyle McCord was serviceable, which I, I get. I've seen the stats. He had a better season statistically than Troy Smith did when he won the Heisman. It's a different sport now. It's a different game, and it just wasn't going to be Troy enough. Smith was, <laughs> you know, out there for a quarterback at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, let's not – I mean, this is a guy that, that ran yeah. the ball a little bit but didn't run the ball consistently. Yeah. And that was a dual threat back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not there yet. We're not there currently. Or we weren't there at that time. But no. now, yeah. But even, stats were even still, I mean, it, it felt at times like F at Maserati Marv down there somewhere. Yeah. And, and that was Ohio State's offense at times. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a an A minus because of what they were hoping for, what they expect at Ohio State. And because you would have liked to have seen a little bit more offensively, though, as we've talked about, they've got a lot of guys coming in offensively. Their defense looks really good for next year. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with an A-minus. Like, very 
another very good year under Ryan Day. The success that Ryan Day has been able to continue for Ohio State, like whole new standard there when the standard was already so high. Um, Could have done a little more. And I agree that defense was damn good. Would have liked to see a little more out of that offense, especially consistency wise, but overall hundred percent a minus. BJ, what do you give a minus? I said a minus. Yeah. Just making sure. All right. Try to not fully a rapid fire, but these next four are kind of feel a little simpler. Uh, Penn State, they went 10 and 3, losing to Ole Miss in the bowl game, but it it just feels like there's that failure because they expected a little more from this season and this team. It, it felt like everybody expected kind of a down year from Ohio State, or at least what would feel like a down year. Only being eleven and one is crazy to think about, but we're getting more and more used to that with with the better teams in the sport. Penn State thought the Drew Aller was the guy. That you know, all this complaining about Sean Clifford and what he wasn't bringing to the field, and you got you got less from Drew Aller this year. I, I'm going to go with a B plus because they still went ten and three. They still were a ten win team. I got to give credit for those things. But this feels like it could have been way better for them. If they had a better offense to supplement what was a great defense, they would be honestly in a way better spot. Absolutely. And you look at what the commonality was as Kelsey scores a touchdown. Um, the The biggest thing for them, how they found a lot of success, was because they were able to create turnovers. And in the games they lost, they did not create enough turnovers or any in, in some of those. And it nearly cost them against Northwestern back before anybody realized how good Northwestern could be. Uh, and then they finally, you know, pulled away and, and got some turnovers that helped to increase the margin of victory. Uh, this this team, this is kind of exactly what I was expecting from them. And yet it still is a disappointment for what they were hoping it would be. It, it's. I think it's a flat C plus for me, even though they were a ten win team, because that's that was their floor this year. That was their floor based on the schedule they had, and they still found a way at times to be below that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, just just a B. Like, could have been so much more, um, but. Still a 10 win season, and you know, like it, they somehow were the second highest scoring offense in the conference, yeah. even with the struggles mm-hmm. that they had at times. It's an interesting stat there, yeah. I, I'm curious to see what happens going forward, though, replacing Iricic as offensive Iricic. coordinator, yeah. see if that helps a little bit. Um, they gave up the third fewest might have been the problem yeah. in the conference. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just yeah. talking about we, their offense because we that's what I that pointed out. Defense, yes, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, All right, moving on from that, Purdue, uh, four and eight, better than the one and 11 thing I had for him. I think I still don't like Ryan Walters as a hire. Um, I'm gonna go with a D. Yeah, had two and ten. They found a way to win 
three games in conference and you know there was a chance even still like later on in the year that they could have somehow inexplicably won the Big Ten West. That's how crowded and convoluted it was at times. But they weren't really truly a, a serious contender for for anything this year. It's it's a D. D. Rutgers, uh, seven and six, but man, this felt like a huge step forward for this program. They they were for the first time they were truly competent on both sides of the football, and they were. I mean, they were one of the better teams, both offensively and defensively in the conference, at least in the top half in both stats for the most part. Got to give a B. I, I think it's a huge step forward for Shiano in this program. Absolutely. And I'm just looking back at it, and I had the exact, like, the whole season spot on. I, I predicted them 6-6. Six and six. They went 6-6. Six and six. They won the bowl game. And I, I had every single result, 12 out of 12, correct, in terms of what they won versus what they lost. This still felt like it was a really good year and a sign of hopefully some positive momentum for Shiano and what he's hoping to build for Rutgers. And I'm, I'm going to say it's a B. I'm going to say B for, for Rutgers and hope that, you know, this is, you know, we can improve upon this out there in, in East Rutherford in the, well, not East Rutherford, but Piscataway. I'm not a New Jersey native, so don't come at me. Careful. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, like huge improvement for Rutgers compared to what they had been. Um, ever since Shiano has taken over, this program has felt like it's building something. Um, perfect guy for the job. Um, Got to be a B. Wisconsin, for year one, for a handful of injuries, all the stuff that may have went down, I'm still giving them a C-. minus. I think this had potential to be much better. I, I picked them to win the West. I had them at like 10-2. and two. I thought Tanner Mordecai would play better, but I also expected a lot. I, I didn't expect the injuries to happen the way they did. I thought maybe yeah. they would have – a little better play on the perimeter than they did. I, I mean, you didn't need nothing crazy in the West, but just a little more. They didn't get either of them. They went seven and six. It could have been much better. It could it have, been, could a have better. been a lot better. And it's a C minus as well for me. I had them at eight and four entering the year, kind of expecting that as like the floor for what Wisconsin could have done coming into the year. Yeah. And Kind definitely kind of underwhelming. I'm gonna go with the C minus as well. Like definitely lots of room for improvement, but at the same time, it was it it was still a solid year. So it's a C minus. Yeah. All right. By the way, this is this is not totally uh, or this is totally not a uh, biased take about Penn State, but uh, it is pretty fair. Let's see. They're going to go into Morgantown next year and get their clocks cleaned in week one. Maybe. According to some. Where did you see this? I don't see that. The RJ comment. 
Oh well, oh, I thought you said that's what he was saying on the oh, channel. No, you know, no, no, I, no, no, I don't no, see no. that. No. He did. I mean, you know, do what you got. I mean, do, it's it's certainly possible. Few country like, roads. Yeah, for real. Hey, I mean, right now the the last couple of years with West Virginia being Kansas, we'll see how that plays out in uh, Buffalo tonight. But true. Hey, I mean, I, I think Jerry Green's a dog. I'm. Yeah. I'm super excited. I, I like the idea of, of West Virginia Penn State early next season. That's for sure. Prime time, game day going to be there. Most likely. I, I, so. I mean, there it could be. There's there's going to be uh, there's going to be some Change intriguing games in week one, but that should be up there. That should absolutely be up there. I think it should be. Yeah, I think that's definitely most likely. I, I think I think the biggest question, I think, and, and obviously this is just way too early to be even thinking about, but the biggest question is, do you want to go to a neutral site game, even if it's a better matchup, or do you actually want the environment of being on a campus, especially, you know, first week of the year? Well, let's talk about that for a second, my only. All right. At any point in the year, do you prefer neutral site versus home environments? I've been very clear about my t- my stance on this in general throughout the course of the show, but I'll I'll refresh anybody's memory who doesn't didn't already know. Neutral site games suck. Like <laughs> uh, they straight up suck. I I do not like. I didn't really love the Duke's Mayo Classic. I, you know, I, I made mention it, it felt like a South Carolina home game mm-hmm. when, when I went. Just play it. Play a home and home with. Going That's what to, done, but to it, Chapel it, Hill and, and to Willie B. Nonetheless, you know, I don't like those. I like the bowl games to an extent. The only neutral site game I even really respect as a neutral site game is Oklahoma, Texas, just because they do divide it 50-50, and it's divided yeah. in such a way that you're, at times, you're going into that stand that group of fans and it, it's going to get loud and it's going to be hellacious for you to fucking try to move yeah. the ball in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't wait. happen, you know, you know, that, that doesn't happen in a lot of these neutral site games and, and, you know, the Duke's Mayo classic next year, NC state, Tennessee, it's probably going to be Tennessee 70, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. NC state fans will show up probably a little more than uh, UNC fans. So I'll give them, I'll give them yeah. 60, 40. The, the big, the biggest thing for like, I mean, you look back at, at uh, when Cameron Dicker beat uh, Oklahoma in that 2018 game. He was kicking towards Oklahoma fans. All the explosion of noise came from behind him. All the Texas fans yeah. were watching he him right in front of them. They weren't they weren't getting to see the kick coming right towards them. They were watching the kick go into the the net right in front of them, further away. That's I mean that's one of those that when you watch that and then all of a sudden you you hear earthquake like you got to get goosebumps because it's just mm-hmm. like that environment is truly yeah. one of a kind in, in college football i think the only thing the only other game that you can say i'm okay with this being a neutral site is the florida georgia game because that's always been in jacksonville for the most part with certain few exceptions mm-hmm. which is the same for for oklahoma texas isn't this year yeah. one of those exceptions i think they're working last i saw they were still um, or is it were, this, or is it start next year, twenty five, twenty six? 
I thought it was 25 uh, or 26, I 27. Just, yeah. I thought is what I thought. Oh, I thought yeah. the first time I heard it was 25, 26. I could be wrong though. I yeah. Don't know. I either way. I haven't looked like, at that though, other than the initial announcement about it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Either way, those very few rivalry games, um, like that where it's like a Texas, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, like where mm-hmm. it's a tradition where it largely is a 50-50 split. Yeah. Like yeah, that, they do they do well the over it. Exceptions. TIAA, yes, yes, is that right? That's correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> trying, to, trying to remember all these sponsorships is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it when it's on a car going left, <laughs> but uh, I can't yeah. manage to do it when it's on a field name. I don't know why. Because it's uh, so lifeless and boring. I mean, compared to like Williams Rice or Eamon well, Carter. Yeah, but there's or, an actual, you know, you know, like, that's why like. Mm-hmm. That's why Paul Brown Stadium is so easy to say, so yeah. easy to remember. It's, yeah. it's a name after somebody. What's, it's not after what's the name now? Guys. Is it, right. it Paycor? Is that what they call it now? Yeah. Paycor, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, but and the everyone thing about re- is, is, like everybody refers, heard... everybody refers to Heinz or as Pittsburgh Stadium as Heinz, even though they call it Accrusher. Yeah. Yeah. Accrusher. Yeah. The only thing that I know for sure, okay, when it comes to the NFL right now, I know Levi Stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's actually still the name of that. It is, yeah. Oh, is. I'm shocked, honestly. Ten years plus yeah. as a uh, new as a sponsor. Well, because it, I mean, how big San Francisco is for the Gene and and Levi's is is headquartered out there in that area. That's oh, only yeah. reason for crazy it, they really. make those things in California. Shocked well, they, still I mean, it didn't used to be so. Crazy. It's not where they're made necessarily, but I'm not gonna. It's go where the corporate headquarters is. No good shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> apparently Duke does. Um, yeah. Or they care about Duke, but well, somebody cares about somebody in that yeah. regard. Anyways, the only thing I, I guess to lead on with this is just that I think neutral side games for the most part need to go away. Uh, if you want to do like a one-off game, it, it's like, but it needs to be a last-minute schedule between two of the top 25 teams that are going into the next season. And I, I think the biggest thing, the, the only reason why they have them is because of how much money the schools get paid. That's the only reason for, oh, for sure. most I, of the there's cases. Nothing yeah. wrong, there's nothing it, wrong with money being brought in. I'm just no. saying, like, let's think about it for a minute, and mm-hmm. let's bring in two really good schools and play a really good game. Yes, Somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Okay, keep it regionally friendly. So, yeah. you know what? If you want, if you want Florida to go play Virginia Tech, play that in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, if you want, or even Charlotte, if you want to, if you want yeah. Georgia to go play Oregon, play it in Arlington. Put it in the middle. Stop, yeah. stop, fucking. Nothing I hated more than watching Georgia, Oregon, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. or watching. Florida State, LSU, in either the New Superdome. Orleans, yeah, in either New Orleans or Orlando. Yeah, there's nothing I hated more than that. Just mm-hmm. play at this. If you want to play, play home and home. Let your yeah. student sections get some recognition. Could you? I mean, it's ridiculous. Exactly, but yeah. Virginia Tech, WU, that was that's close for both. You know what I mean? If yeah, close yeah, for that's both, easily find a middle ground. Yeah. 
I like I'm mm-hmm. I'm so sick and tired of watching these. You know, like they, they, Michigan and Florida played a few years ago, and, yeah. and in Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, that's at least a, a decent Mitchell distance fight. that people yeah. are going to have to pay for. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It just needs to be even. That's all I'm gonna say. That's where I'll leave that. Uh, that's fair. Or just fucking get rid of them. That's a crazy idea. Don't worry, I got plenty. There's of crazy too much, too much money in it. They won't get rid of them anytime soon. Like even West Virginia, Tennessee, and Charlotte. That was probably the closest. I would say, or like the furthest, I would say, from one team to another, because Morgantown is a heftier distance mm-hmm. from Knoxville. But I mean, West Virginia fans travel. I got to see that firsthand. So didn't Virginia and Tennessee play in Bristol at the racetrack? Virginia Tech and Tennessee played oh, okay. at, right. at Bristol Motor Speedway back in 2016. Yeah. And uh, thank you for reminding me because I'm going to go find that game and watch it because <laughs> it was actually a really good game. That was yeah. a good game. That was a good and game. A great yeah. environment. And speaking of Bristol. Well, I think it's got to be two, a Tennessee and a, a Virginia school, personally. Um, seeing what Virginia Winter Tech's turning Bristol. into, seeing what Virginia Tech's turning into, I would be okay with that. Now, color me bold here, okay? I just, I just had an idea, okay? Mark this down. Mark this down. We're going to want this for a clip. I already know it, okay? Because I'm going to get fucking flamed for this one. I know it. Instead of bowl games in the postseason, instead of bowl games in the postseason, what if we did invitationals for teams that didn't make the playoffs? Oh, you're talking about the irrelevant bowl. Fuck that. No, I don't (laughs) want to see the irrelevant bowl. I'm talking, say the, say... I don't know. Say Charlotte wanted to host a couple, a few games, right? Or host a, a, a you know, a, a game, a bowl game, right? Mm-hmm. Four teams become eligible for that bowl game. The, two of those teams face each other. You know, we have two two games, uh, almost like a semifinal. Mm-hmm. Winner of those two games go and play in Charlotte the next week. Okay. Do another one of those down in, like, Orlando, you know? Get guys and make these games – Games that make like almost turn into a vacation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they need to be southernmost venues. Okay. Go play your game. Do a barstool invitational. First two, you know, four teams. Two of them play at home at the home game for the higher, the better record team. Right. And then you, you go and that game is played in Tucson at the end of, at, at the end of that all being said and done. Do one more, you know, between, I don't know, a handful of teams. And when the Hawaii Stadium gets rebuilt, play one down there. I think that's a, I think that's an interesting idea. I, I don't know how well it would work, but I think it would be a lot better. And there would be a lot more guys that don't opt out. Yeah. You know, because there's actually something a little interesting to this rather than just saying – Hey, go to this bowl game that doesn't mean anything. Why, why don't we just why don't we just play a, a couple invitational tournaments? I mean, we could do we you know just just something something that leads us up into the college football playoff. I'm okay with that. 
I don't have I, mean, I can get behind that. It's an interesting change. I mean, what, I would be okay with that too. What about personally. the 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 G five representative if they even get one, which I know that's still kind of being worked out, but I can't imagine them not having at least some representation. Otherwise the the sport itself will just get completely flamed. Well, what's going to happen is it's going to do it's going to go to like a a sixty team NFL layout, mm-hmm. you know, minus the eighteen week season. You'll play December your twelve games madness. and then you get your twelve your twelve playoff teams. That's probably what'll happen. You'll keep your Power Five teams that have the money, mm-hmm. Vandy, Indiana, etc. Probably drop off and go down, and and then the group of five, and then we get the one. The one A again, <laughs> the one double A becomes the group of five, and then there's going to be the one triple A, and then there's going to be division two. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to have another another split off if we're going to have anything at all. Yeah, but the, um, the elitists in the uh, sport just continue to be the elitists. I think that's too long of a season. I don't think you can yeah. push back the regular playoffs. That far, yeah. I don't unless, think unless you do the playoffs, unless, unless you're doing you, a four-team G5 playoffs. That's what I was just about to say. Unless you only do like the best four, and and then it's like, well, then you're giving a G5 conference. It's still the shaft because it's it's the same thing. You that think anybody gives a damn that the Mac got left out? Well, the Sorry. Mac teams. I mean, I'm do. just assuming the Mac teams do. Western Michigan 2016 would like a word, my friend. Yeah, Western Michigan 2016 got their ass whooped by Wisconsin. So it was actually a pretty competitive game for the most part. I was there for the most part was the key word. I mean, Wisconsin was not ever going to lose. The Wisconsin was never going to lose, but they were. I think it was a one-score game. I think you're misunderstanding my term of an ass whooping. Okay, that ass whooping does not turn into blowout. Just so you know, okay, that's not the translation for ass whooping. Ass whooping means that you controlled the entirety of the game and you were the more physical and just better team overall. Wisconsin was the better team overall. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't translate ass whooping to blowout. If I'm saying blowout, I'm saying blowout. Yeah. It was like Penn State this Memphis was, in 2019. Was that a ass No, that was a fucking good game because yeah, that's what I thought. Penn State, that game was just big mistake, you know, away from turning into a Memphis win. Yeah. Yeah. Like Penn State had a possession on on Memphis, but it wasn't like Memphis ever fell behind by more than one. They they stuck yeah. around. They they kept themselves in that game. Um, for me, I mean, the score indicates an ass whooping. The score indicates almost a blowout in the national championship game. But I consider it an ass whooping because Michigan controlled the entirety of the national championship game. Yeah. The Ohio State Michigan game last couple of years, you know, twenty one and twenty two. Those are assholes. They weren't blowouts by any means. The, sco- the yeah. score indicates it was, but Michigan just controlled the in- the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of what what I would say there. And, you know, there, there's slight differences. I understand where there may be confusion, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, with that said, well, we managed to go longer. No promises. <laughs> Wednesday should be the way to early top twenty five. Uh, on top of that, I I'm hoping to find a way to do this awards thing. I will. I'm gonna try to set something up. I'm in the midst of setting other things up though, so this is kind of my time that I'm gonna take to promote myself for just a minute. <laughs> Bear with this. Uh, you know, it is my we, show after all. But should we solo screen you? 
No, no, because I'm still looking at something else. So I have, you know, well, so most of you may know that, that Cam and I, uh, along with our friends, some other friends around here, uh, Clay, who, you, who you've seen, we all did a racing podcast a couple of years ago. Um, I'm not bringing back fully like the podcast side of things. Now, I am going to be doing a weekly show, a weekly, weekly live podcast. Uh, but I, it's going to look a lot like what my solo channel looked like on YouTube when I was doing college football content solo. Um, the reason that, that fell through, it's redundant to do it twice. Redundant to talk about the same things twice. If I'm going to do a solo college football show, I'm just going to do it on my own. If I'm, But I enjoy doing this show. Therefore, I, mm. I'm staying over here. I'm not doing a second thing. It doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't yeah. enjoy that. It becomes redundant. It becomes, it's like I'm almost doing twice the work for the same thing. This racing podcast, though, and show is going to be something that I take a lot of time with. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is kind of my way to branch out to be myself as what I want it to be. Um, But it's also just a way to go out, have fun, enjoy, enjoy motorsports the way I always have and be able to share that perspective with everybody. So I hope that everybody is looking forward to tuning in to that when we when I get that started later this week. I do have to step out of here, though. So I'm going to let you guys close the show out tonight. All right. Sounds like a plan. Be sure to go ahead and check out Racing Pulse with Tyler Isley. And uh, now that he's gone, we can crap on him because he's a, a loser of a popular game show. No, in all seriousness. Uh, <laughs> That was funny. Um, we'll if you be back, know, you know. We'll be back Thursday. Um, just a programming note. I know that that's what the, the screen is going to say Wednesday, but uh, this will be a Thursday show this week uh, yeah. for Loudmouth CFB number 185. So uh, make sure you yeah, like, we're starting to. Yeah, we're starting to try to transition over to Thursdays the way that we had. Well, I, I know it works it. out better for this week. Um but I don't know. We we haven't gotten to that point that it will be for sure Thursday yeah. going forward. Um, but that is something that's, you know, at, in theory, at least in the works. Um, <laughs> announce me as new host. Oh, man. But don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Be sure to check out the interview that we did with Clay last Sunday. That was a really good episode. Our longest in, in quite a while, probably, yeah. since we rebranded to Loudmouth CFB as opposed to our uh, some of our 2021 shows, which, which seemed to go that long at times. But uh, yeah. until Thursday, we will see you then. Cam, hit the screen. <laughs>